John in Louisiana joins us Wednesdays. It's Thursday, I understand. We had a little problem yesterday. Blake, I don't think you get the ice like we may get sometimes up north this way. No, we don't, Bill. We just pour fireball on the ground and we're all good to go. That's I had I had some. I just didn't have enough to get me in. So, anyways, yeah, Blake I Rufino. Mean, I mean, when you drink it, when you drink it, Bill, you're not going to be able to get the ice off the road. I mean, it's a very <laughs> big conundrum. That's right. Any Wednesday signing day, which I laugh at that term now, but anything happening down that direction? Absolutely nothing. Literally. Absolutely nothing. They went after a defensive tackle, a nose tackle, and Jamel Howard that wind up going to Wisconsin, but, Bill, they really weren't on him like that. Um, no, I mean, they entertained. They continued to entertain Nicholas Harbor, and, I mean, he didn't really entertain LSU there at the end. So, from a recruiting aspect, Bill, the only thing that, you know, when you talk to staff, the only thing they're talking about is getting ready for spring practice, that, which, Bill, doesn't really – you know, it's not going to be that long before it really starts. So, I think that they knew for a while that they were done with this recruiting class. I still think that they're going out there at center. Uh, but other than that, no, I think they feel they're pretty much locked in. Something that just hit me, not really relevant, but has anybody nailed down? I've seen a million different tweets that either the next portal window – I always thought it was May 1 to May 15 with these new rules, but I see a lot of people reporting April 15th through the 30th. Not that it matters, but does anybody know which one's right? I I don't. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was May 1st to May 15th. But have you noticed that too? I have noticed that. I, Bill, can I tell you something that I probably shouldn't say on air, but I'm going to say it anyway? I really don't even know what, what's going on sometimes. <laughs> Like I like I really don't, because so many things change so frequently. I, I just don't know anymore. And then, Bill, you got people telling me that kids can't commit until like or or enroll in classes if they commit to a school, and, and like until ten days after they signed their financial aid waiver. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It, it's just ridiculous. Like Bill, we knew that Omar Spate the linebacker, he had signed to be at LSU for five days. And nobody understood why he had to wait to announce. It's, it's kind of it's stupid, if I'm being honest. And we'll see what happens this spring. Yeah, whenever that window is, May 1 to May 15, let's just say, there could be some other players that get disenchanted in the spring. So who knows what will happen there. Yeah, and, and you know, Bill, I mean, I think that there's still going to be some quarterbacks that possibly move. Um, but other than some, like, bigger pieces, I don't I don't know. I, maybe there will be a lot of kids, but I don't know if they're, they're going to be big-name kids like we're, that we're used to. I think a lot of teams have settled in here. Now, I could be wrong, um, but we'll see. I, I mean, look, I think LSU – I think LSU is an example – is a center away from really locking up their offensive line, which Bill, they've never really done. They didn't do it under Les. They didn't do it really a lot under Ed Orgeron. Brian Kelly's been here for 14 months, and their offensive line's better, and I think 
has more potential than what we've ever seen. I mean, Bill, they got three five-star offensive linemen that are in there, and I don't ever remember that happening. Those kids either wind up going to Bama or some or Auburn or somewhere else. You know, so kudos to them, man. They're doing a good job up front. There's a chance that this next year coming up, after starting two true freshman offensive tackles, there's a chance a true freshman old lineman gets a start this year, true, right? Yeah, Zalance Hurd, the five-star, I think he starts at right tackle. I think you move Emory Jones, the freshman All-American, the right guard. And then, Bill, I think you're, you're cooking with grease. If he can do anything of what those two freshmen did a year ago, um, which I think he's going to be better suited to play right tackle than when Emory Jones did a year ago, he really reminds me a lot of Orlando Brown in a lot of ways, man, Zalance Hurd. Got quick feet, but Billy just blocks out the sun, you know. I mean, kids, he's a big kid. I think he can play left tackle if you want, if you needed him to. Uh, but I think to start off, he's going to start off at right tackle. And, Bill, they're, they're returning everybody offensively. Outside of Kayshawn Boutique, who led the country in drop percentage, they're returning everybody. And I don't think that losing Kayshawn has been that big of a deal, quite honestly. So, you know, Bill, they broke a record for most touchdowns in the season in a running game. How crazy is that when Les Miles used to be their head coach? That is insane. So now you return everybody. There's some things they got to do, I think, offensively, but I think they'll be okay. It's going to be interesting. Is anybody paying attention to basketball down there? Not a lick. <laughs> not one, not a lick. I mean, women's basketball, yes, but not a lick, Bill. I mean, we they they could they could absolutely care less about men's basketball at the current moment. That's what I was that's what I was thinking. And baseball two weeks from tomorrow, Blick, is when we get going. Uh, what, what was that, Bill? He kind of broke up. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Baseball, we are two weeks out as of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, I mean, Paul Skeens, Bill, look, this kid Paul Skeens is going to be something serious. Uh, I mean, we're, I'm going out to the scrimmage, I think, Friday, um, kind of watching them. Bill, I think, you know, and talk, when you talk with scouts, can Tennessee, this could be the most, when Tennessee and LSU tee it up, this could be the best, the most talented college baseball game that you've ever seen. And they're not joking when they say that. So I think baseball. I mean, what you're about close to 14 weeks away or 14 days away. I, I think that a lot of people are really anticipating the season, um, and really and not even really caring about basketball. Bill, we can't. I couldn't go. Bill, I started a show last night. Two shows last night. I couldn't go 10 minutes without everybody wanting to change the subjects to baseball. So. I think a lot of people are just anticipating. They want to get back to relevancy. They want to get back to um, getting to Omaha. And so they're pretty fired up. They're really fired up for what's going to happen in a couple Fridays. TJ Pittenger is going to be with us top of hour two. Wants to know if you are going to Orlando to party with them. Um, is he paying me? Is he paying? Can I come stay at your house, TJ? Yeah, I'm poor, <laughs> man. You know, tell TJ I'm poor. Yeah, um, 
Bill, uh, the reason I didn't go to the one last year, the one in New Orleans, I mean, obviously we were about to have a baby, but I might I might talk about a game, though, Bill. TJ's my guy. But talk about a game. That, that is one of the bigger matchups, week one matchups that we've had competitive-wise. I mean, Bill, do you, do you agree that that might be one of the most competitive week one matchups that we've had in a while? It really reminds me of LSU Oregon in that, in that 2011 season. Yeah. Now, remember, we were all hyped up. What was that, 16, when it was Alabama-Florida State, and that just blew to pieces. That was not. Oh, uh, yeah, their quarterback got hurt pretty bad, too. What was, right. I forget his name. But then he, he tore his ACL or something like that. That was their downfall there for a minute. Yeah, that, that opener, because you talk about two veteran red-hot quarterbacks. You talk about offenses that really came into their own. And you're talking about two teams, two programs that absolutely get after it in the portal. There's a lot of common thread here in this game. Right. Well, I, I tell you what, Florida State, to their credit, you know, they've done really good. You know, I know that LSU, you know, part of the services has the number one transfer portal class. But, man, I don't know, Bill. Florida State, they've gotten some really good – I think the Brady Fisk kids, Bill, when I watch, because I know LSU was on him, that kid can really play. That kid can really play. And then they got uh, the Cypress kid, the DB. They, they're going to be something. To, they're going to be something to deal with. That's a that's a big time matchup week one. I, you know, the only the, Bill, I, if I'm just being truthful, I'm glad that LSU lost last year in a sense because now you go in here and you really know that you got to pay attention to them. Florida State's not a pushover. So I don't know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. It's, and you're going on the road. But you know what's funny is both teams in the season playing in the cheesiest ball. I guess Bill, we'll finally find out who is the cheesiest when they square off week one. <laughs> Blake Rafino with us. Blake, back to young offensive lineman. You played offensive line all the way up for yep. a freshman. And I've I've talked about this for decades, but I want you, since you lived it, I know there's a physical demand that you're not used to, but but what's the biggest challenge for a young offensive lineman to break in and play? I don't know, Bill. If you're really, really good, like, I mean, like if you're a really good prospect, yes, the physicality is a very big deal. It really is a very – it is a big deal. But you wouldn't be starting or playing coming in if you weren't physically, a lot of times, more physically ready than most. Yeah. You know, the game just moves so fast. Okay? It moves – it just – getting up to the second level in a run game, if you, especially if you're in zone blocking schemes, getting up to that middle backer is, a, is the most difficult thing that you'll ever do. How, you know, learning a new playbook, learning the checks, learning the reads. Bill, for myself, playing center, learning where protections are coming from. There are a lot of times, Bill, that you've never seen a third, not even a third of what teams are throwing at you. You know, I remember there was a um, Mississippi State, I think. They're really well known for doing a double A-gap blitz, and then, but they would drop both of their backers out. And you had, and basically, Bill, you just had to decide. And, and I'll be honest with you, I just – chose. I had no idea what I was doing, but they disguised it so well that you really didn't know 
what guy was going to be set, what guy they were going to drop back. And you just got – that just goes back to how much film you have to watch to know the tendencies of each and every guy that you're going up against. You know, Fletcher Cox was a guy that he started as a freshman, but physically he was just so much more ready to go than everybody else around him that obviously we see what he's doing now. But as much as it is is physically, Bill, I would say 90% of it is a lot of mental because a lot of times if you're in that position already, you're already physically ready to go. That's just my opinion. But getting your footwork down, getting your steps down. Blake Rafino is with us each and every Wednesday, but we were not. Available yesterday because of the weather, so he's with us this morning. Hey, Blake, we're going to let you run, buddy. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Go Tigers. There he is. Blake Rafino down in the boot checking in. Yeah, it's it's tough. I've Now, look, I've seen – we were talking about it, what, last week. I've seen a quarterback transition to offensive tackle. Now, that is a very unusual – Rare thing. I mean, needle in a haystack. Thomas Welch at Vanderbilt was a quarterback in high school, 6'7", 230, was an offensive tackle at Vanderbilt, 6'7", 310. Now, again, you got to have that size. you got to have the body that can put on that kind of size, that kind of weight. I've seen, for example, I saw Philip Fulmer between the last regular season game. Now, this is when he was an assistant under majors. Last regular season game in a bowl game, take a defensive lineman, put him on the O-line, and start him in the bowl game, and it worked. I saw him do it. Jason Lehman did the same thing. Remember Jason Lehman, for you guys that go back in recruiting, was a five-star D-lineman out of East Tennessee. Sevierville, right? Sevier County High School, right up there by Dollywood, right up there by the Cosby County. Everybody recruited him. And anyways, ended up in Tennessee, and his freshman year played D-line. And during bowl practice that year, his freshman year, they moved him to the O-line. He started. Never left the O-line. So I've seen people make fast transitions. Blake's right, though. You've got to be physically – you've got to be that far along physically as a young guy. The speed thing is just something you're just going to have to get used to, and it takes time. But – yeah, it's it's something that's doable, provided, as he just said, you have these skills and you have the physical attributes to to pull it off. That's the important part. Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America brings up basketball. You know, I had that game on. I actually had that game on. Hey, buddy, just to let you know, Florida beat number two Tennessee. They did. Played well. Yeah, played well. I bet that game. No, I had Tennessee plus one and a half. John Daly's pizza money. I went back in, y'all. Had to do it. Gave some back to FanDuel, apparently, right? We'll take the break. Top of the hour, DJ. Bunch coming up, man. Buck will be with us later. I mean, 
it's, it's, we're trying to make up for all the misses the last few days, right? Griff will be with us next hour, too. Omni National Hotel. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Call 615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. You'll see him this year. 
You'll see him out there running around for the Gamecocks this year. Just remember that name. Nicholas Harbor, probably a hybrid tight end wide receiver for Baby Beamer catching balls from Spencer Rattler. And get kids ready to go. Now, sometimes you'll see a fast guy who's just not real good at football, right? Fast guy, he's just not real good at football. This guy is a fast dude who is also a threat as a football player. Josh in London, Ohio, in his past. He's now in Picktown. Ohio. Bill, who is this? It's a picture of Marvin Harrison holding Marvin Harrison Jr. After a Colts game, I guess. Back in the day. Yeah, Josh, I I know who this is. That would be a wide receiver who's already proven that he can be a dude. Both, well, both. Dad, Proved it a long time ago, repeatedly, right? Now, Junior is proving it in Seabus, Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. J-Book has been pretty irritable about the collective at Ohio State. And Mark Pantone, Georgia Dog, pulled up that quote from him. Saying that if, in essence, this is the way I took that comment. I'm just paraphrasing now. If we keep running into spoiled brats who just have their hand out, we may change our recruiting. Theory. Our recruiting attack. We may have to do that. Which, look, the Buckeyes are going to get players regardless. I mean, that that's not a problem. Yeah, that's, I'm not worried about that part of it from a Buckeye point of view at all. But he's basically saying we're getting pretty sick. We're only barely into this NIL thing, right? What was that? July 1 of 21 is when all this started. Now, it started legally. People have been getting paid for, again, centuries, for eons, behind the scenes. But the, hey... Wink, wink. Name, image, likeness is only to help the players so they can sell their brand. Wink, wink. Except if you do anything else, we're not going to police that either. They didn't say that part. That wasn't even in the fine print. But it's true. But, yeah, he's, he's basically saying, Mark Pantone is basically saying, we're sick of this. And I don't blame him, but, again, even though I'm against all of this, I don't blame the players either. I mean, if I'm 18 and I'm good enough to warrant Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and whoever else, they, they all want me, then I'm asking what's in it. Where, 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 where's the dough? And I know some people say, well, you have to think bigger picture. Go get developed. You're going to get the dough anyways. If you're that good, you're going to get it on Sundays. I agree with that. But when you're 18, three, four years down the road feels like 30 years down the road. You don't have a concept of time at 18. You have no. You don't have a concept of almost anything at 18. 
much less time. So you can't, to sell an 18-year-old, be patient. If you're that good, you're going to get it on Sundays anyways, and that's the bigger money. And that might be true, but that's not as easy. An adult who's 50 telling an 18-year-old that, they're not coming from the same place having that conversation. 50-year-old has a concept of time, concept of the world, concept of life, concept of patience. An 18-year-old's got none of that, nothing. They think they do, but they don't. That's that's a hard that's a hard sell. But it's gonna be interesting. I was talking, I was doing a show in Arkansas yesterday, and I just do a segment on Wednesdays in Arkansas, and they were saying how the NCAA's been talking a little bit about how we are gonna tighten up our enforcement, which I find laughable. I, anything that the NCAA says on the record publicly, I pay no attention to. No attention to. They are not worthy of acknowledgement. Now, if they come up with some good idea, sure, which occasionally, well, rarely, but occasionally they do. Most of the time they don't. And we give them credit. Yeah, if if, if credit is uh, deserved, then we will give it to them. A little later today, we embark on our first taped session. I don't remember the last time I taped something and we put it on the show. That's not something we do. But with Kevin, Kevin Hagan, we have to. We have no other choice but to tape it to get him on the air. He can't do it live during the show hours anymore. His employer, Kentucky, told him, no boss. So I was thinking about it, and I thought, well, why don't we just tape it? Now, the threat is, the threat is that what if some news is between the time we tape it and it gets on the air? That could happen. At some point, that probably will happen. Most of the time, it probably won't. Anyways, do you have any questions for Kevin? I, I need to think about that. How are you going to send them to me? I guess you can tweet them to me, but don't tweet them right now. Maybe maybe this morning at 11, you can tweet them to me. I don't know. That's what we're going to tape at about 11.15. Patton's going to set us up. Omni Nashville Hotel. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. 
Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue, is here. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I got to tell you something. It kind of self, it's kind of a self-embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom, and she's watching My 600-Pound Life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds, and her boyfriend, I'm like, no way. Looks like me. <laughs> 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 the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. happens anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show will be there to bring you the facts. today than we usually do, but we're trying to get them all in there. Jonathan down in Ocean Springs, and again, I'll be taping Kevin Hagan today to play tomorrow morning at the 7.20 mark. Central time, hour number two on Friday. Jonathan down in Mississippi, Pruitt to Bama, not happening, Bill. 
Bama fans nervous Saban will promote Grantham, who is currently an analyst, would be considered a terrible hire by Alabama fans. His defense was a sieve at Florida. Well, he was at Georgia, too. Now, one year, he came in, and, and Georgia had a good defense, and it reverted on him. But, yeah, this, this one's interesting. I don't know. Now, Alabama fans are certainly aware of this. But if you're not an Alabama fan and you're not living Alabama every day, you may not notice this. But there is an interesting contrast going on. And Jonathan just pointed it out. And Kevin will talk about that, too, when I interview him today. There is a disconnect. Now, again, they love Saban, and they love all the natties and all that he's done. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But the rumors of who Saban may end up with at the coordinators, remember, plural, spots, aren't making Bama fans happy. And first of all, I understand. Saban's the only vote. I get that. This is not a community, let's all decide together thing. I, I understand. Mick Saban has more natties and is the best coach to ever do, right? So he knows what it's like to put a staff together and win games. But the names that are being thrown out there right now do not have people very excited. And that one's going to be interesting. And I think Nick knows this. And it irritates him. No, he's not spending a whole lot of time obsessing over it. But if you're Nick Saban, what are you thinking? Okay, I'm the one that came in here and built this back. I'm the one winning all these national championships. I'm the one that can develop players and change with the times if need be. And now I can't even hire a coordinator without catching heat? <laughs> I kind of side with the fans on this one, though. I got to tell you, I, I, I do. I do. And we'll see. We'll see what happens out of this. But but Jonathan points out something that is, can we use the metaphor, the elephant in the room? See, see how I did that, y'all? You see what I did with the wordsmithing? The elephant in the room? Now, I don't know if Nick got cold feet or what with Pruitt or the SEC office or the NCAA or – He's, he's got a lawsuit against Tennessee for, is it $12 million right now? Maybe, there, there are rumors that Tennessee is, is complaining to the SEC office about why would you let Alabama bring in Jeremy Pruitt? No telling. All of that's out there, though. Yeah, all of that's out there. Jeff, too, Bill, find a way to have a live feed. Of the Kevin Hagan taping. Possibly done through WNSR's Twitter handle from Patton at the studio or Facebook Live so questions can be asked in real time. We may, uh, Patton, that's something I don't think, we won't do that today. We just need to get that thing done. <laughs> Today's going to be the first one. And, uh, but that is a good idea. 
Is that Patton? Is that something you think down the road we could do that? Couldn't we? Would that be complicated? I don't think so. Just where we've got programming going on at the moment. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but even but but what about Twitter Spaces? Would that have anything to do with radio programming? Um, I don't know how we do it here. I mean, you could set it up. We'll think about it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good item from Jeff too. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. We just today though, we just need to get that thing done, and and we need a, we need to get some reps in. In sports terms, we need to get some reps in. Josh. Is C.J. Stroud a better pro than or prospect than Justin Fields? No, I don't think so. No, no, I don't. I don't see that. He's not. He's not. Now, now again, not that I'm grading athleticism. He's not the athlete that Fields is. He can run. When he, I know one of the complaints from Buckeye fans until the bitter end against Georgie ran something there was that he just, when he had all that great grass, he wouldn't take advantage of it. No, he could run, but he's not, he's not just a field. Athletically. Arm talent, are they similar? I think so. I think that's similar. Both have good, good size. Field's a little bit bigger. When we come back, TJ checks in, TJ Pinch, Omni Nashville Hotel. 